Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Polly Bowen. Polly Bowen is an author, model, and speaker. Welcome to the show, Polly. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm honored to have you here today. Now, I know we were connected by our mutual friend, Rosie Polson, who's absolutely amazing. She's incredible. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite people that I met in 2020. Yes, likewise. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? I'm from Kansas originally. I've been in Florida nine and a half years. Um, and I don't know, I've never really lived anywhere but Kansas or Florida. So it was quite a shock, you know, to move to Florida, even though it's beautiful. It's a lot different, of course. Absolutely amazing. Now, tell us more about what inspired you to become a model. Um, when I was little, I always wanted to be a Price is Right model. I know that sounds silly, but I watched that all the time and I envied those models. I'm like, hey, I want to do that. You know, so that's, that's where that came from. Um, or I wanted to be like Charlie's Angels, you know, private investigator. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I love it. Now tell us more about what inspired you to be in the insurance field of property and casualty. Oh, goodness. Uh, so I was looking for a job in the early 90s, and um, I didn't even really set out to be in insurance, and I just ended up there at this office, and then I uh, got my license a year later, and I stayed in that field forever, so like 24 years later, 25. Absolutely amazing. Now, tell us more about the major challenge in your life that you had to overcome. Um. I was at the time when I um, started in insurance, I was in an abusive relationship. So I was getting uh, physically and emo emotionally abused at home. And uh, I was in that for about six years. So it was a lot of, um, a lot of turmoil every day. Now, for those who are in a domestic violence situation right now, what are some of the red flags and signs that you would tell them to look out for? I would... Definitely look out for anybody that, you know, um, you meet that wants to sweep you off of your feet and fix you, fix everything for you, because you don't need fixed. You need to be an equal part of a relationship and you don't need anybody to sweep you off of your feet. That's for sure. That's what I would say to women, because that's a red flag. They, the abuser swoops, swoops in and, um, I don't know, acts like a knight in shining armor. And actually it's quite the opposite when you get to know them. The next That's thing you know, you're being abused and you don't even realize how you got there. That's absolutely correct. Now tell us more about some of the steps that you took to recover from the domestic violence matter you went through. Well, I left, I went, I moved back in with my parents, thankfully they were still around and they were happy to have me and they needed my help anyway. And so I, I went home and I also went to Battered Women's and the counselor there saved my life. I'm being completely serious. Um, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. Um, I'd either have not recovered and gotten in the same relationship except worse. I would have gone back. I would, you know, any number of terrible things would have happened to me or suicide, you know, something. Um, but she saved my life. So Battered Women's counseling is imperative to recovery. You can't do it on your own. You didn't get there on your own and you can't recover all on your own. So. I love it. Help and support truly matter. Very powerful. Now tell us more about your book. It is about you. 
So it started out just being um, a children's book that I started last year, Mermaid Logic, which is funny because I just published it or launched it on this past Friday. But uh, it started out like that. When I met with the publishers last December, they they asked me to write a women's inspirational book also, um, thanks to Shirley Jump. So um great editor and writer herself and she's been on the new york times list so she encouraged me to go ahead and write a book for women and so that's how that happened 10 ways to be stronger and happier yeah amazing and now tell us more about your book mermaid logic <laughs> well it started out i just wanted to draw like a whole series of mermaids um <laughs> <laughs> so i'm an illustrator you know and i love i love drawing stuff like that and um so I, I did that and I wanted to put an original quote with each mermaid. And so um, I drew them all out. And then I told my friend Suki and she said she wanted to help. So she's this, she was this amazing graphic artist. And uh, so I emailed her my original illustration. She added her graphic art magic. And so we ended up, we ended up going deeper than we planned. Like we named all the mermaids. We had all these wonderful additions to it. And then we met the publishers this past or last December, I should say. And, um, and that's how it got going. Absolutely incredible. And you just launched your book. Yes. Just we, yeah. Correct? Yeah, last Friday I launched Mermaid oh. Logic. Um, <laughs> and uh, it is about you launched November 18th. Absolutely amazing. Now tell us more about what is your greatest accomplishment in your life? Gosh, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's surviving. I don't know. Um, I think that God gave me a lot of grace to help me get out of that abusive situation and to do better and not continue the same mistakes. So I feel like I was restored at that time. And I, I believe recovering uh, was one of the best accomplishments. accomplishments. Amen. Recovering truly matters. Now, what is your why that keeps you going? Some days I ask myself that, why do I keep going? And I guess I figured because there's a reason I'm here and I feel like my job isn't done. It can't be done. I mean, I was put here for a reason. I lived through some rotten stuff and I'm here to do good somehow. And that's what I want to do. Amen. And that's what you are doing. Very powerful. Now, tell us more about the projects that you're currently working on, especially heading into 2021 here. Well, I am actually illustrating a series of speech therapy books for an old friend of mine. It's funny, we hooked up on Facebook. We hadn't seen each other since high school. And um, so I'm working with her to illustrate some books. And going forward, I'm not sure. I've got a line of shirts and a line of clothes I'm trying to get going. Uh, based around mermaids and inspiration and feeling good about yourself, um, love yourself as you are, that kind of thing. Um, you can still love yourself, but make positive changes or change things that you don't like about yourself, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't love yourself as you are. Amen. It truly matters. That's absolutely correct. Now, tell us more. Was there ever a time in your life where you experienced an aha moment? Oh, gosh. Several. Um <laughs> Well, when I moved back in with my parents, um, I experienced an aha moment because I learned about the dynamic of my household and I learned more about um, why I do what I do and how I got to where I am. And I'm not, I'm not saying bad things. I'm saying there's always reasons why we do what we do, right? It's what we learned at home growing up. And so I learned a lot. So I had quite a few aha moments 
and um, it felt good. It really feels good. Absolutely amazing. Now, tell us more about what gives you happiness in your life. Happiness is from, gosh, feeling like I have a purpose and that um, I'm succeeding in that purpose. Very um, powerful. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't feel good unless I think that I'm making a difference in a good way. I'm not happy if I feel stagnant or like I'm not living up to potential. Amen. Very powerful. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Well, I think that not giving up is one major step and remembering that people with passion rule the world. And I've said that before, but it means to be motivated, to do better, to be your best self. It's never too late. I was rejected many times early on about being a model and I got to do more modeling than I've ever done in my life in the past year and a half. So that's exciting. And who would have thought that after age 50 or at age 50? So, um, you're 50, then, no way, you look 30. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. And then of course I wrote my first book at and illustrated at age 50. So a lot happened that year. Um, so you don't, you're never too old. It's all a state of mind. Absolutely amazing. Now you talk about state of mind. Let's talk about the mindset. You know, that's my favorite topic. So how important is it for individuals to understand to maintain a positive mindset? And not only that, but to maintain a resilient mindset. That is the number one most important thing is to be resilient and not, not be so offended by everything all the time. Um, and it's in my book. I, okay, I, I actually put it in there that I've been a sexual abuse survivor, a domestic abuse survivor, lived through a house fire, a concussion, lost my dad to cancer, lost my mom to a flagrant um, negligent incident at an assisted living. So having a meltdown at Starbucks isn't quite something I get. I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't. I don't understand melting down over trivial things or losing friends over a small difference of opinion. So I do everything in my power to not to not lose friends for petty reasons. I'd rather apologize or I'd rather avoid a subject or anything just to keep, you know, I don't know how to say it, keep the peace, but love and friendship are the bottom line. We don't, we don't want to throw that away. Amen. Now, Miss Ola says, hello, beautiful. <laughs> hello. We're listening in. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Now you mentioned a loved one having cancer. How did that affect you as a, as a person emotionally? I know we, we just had our global virtual panel of breast cancer survivors event. And we had a woman who spoke about how she had to witness a loved one go through that, but how it also affect her emotionally. And I think it's important to raise awareness about that as well, because too often we don't raise awareness about that, how it affects loved ones. So please share with us how it affected you. So that affected me in a way to try to appreciate more like what's going on in the present or um, like it was, it was my dad. So when we found out he only had three to six months, it was summertime. And one thing my dad always had was um, a nice garden and watermelon. And, and, you know, we realized, oh, this is the last time. And a lot of people, it's 
don't get that luxury to know it's the last time. Like when I lost Suki last year that I did the graphic art with, I didn't know that that day that we signed with the publishers was the last time I was going to get to be with her. And um, so that's the thing is appreciate your loved ones every day. Of course, it you know, it's a terrible impact emotionally and you have to learn from it. And if you, if I were to say that you're ever going to recover fully from losing a parent, I'd be lying. It's all in how you deal with it. And anybody that's lost a parent will understand that. That's right. Very powerful. Now also too, can you explain to the audience how important it is to never give up in this lifetime? Never give up. Um, that's important because you can keep succeeding and you can do things in ways that you never dreamed if you keep an open mind and you keep the resilience going. And another thing, you know, my book is called, it is about you. So it is about you actually and your attitude. However, if you get in a funk and you're feeling so sorry for yourself, do something nice for somebody. I put it on Facebook a few months ago. Go buy flowers for a stranger. Hand them a bouquet of flowers. It's $10. Go get one <laughs> and just hand it to somebody who need it, needs a boost. You don't even know what somebody's going through that day. Um, or, you know, like I would like to take all my extra blankets and go pass them out to the homeless tonight. And I'm, you know, I've been feeling a little down myself. It's the holidays. You know, everybody's got their reasons, right? <laughs> and I don't, um, I thought to myself, hey, I am actually fortunate to have a roof over my head. And no matter what's going on, there's somebody that's worse off. And I would love to be a light for somebody instead of feeling sorry for myself. Amen. Absolutely amazing. And that is moving us towards the topic of gratitude. Gratitude is truly important. Can you explain to the audience too how important it is to show up for yourself as well, no matter what? Showing up for yourself. Um, so, you know, everybody knows there's rotten days and and uh, it seems like you can't win. I, I hate those kind of days. But if you're if you find something to be thankful for that day, just speak it out loud. I think it makes a big difference. Um, and gratitude is huge because, you know, just because it was a rotten day, you know, you can be thankful for what you do have instead of upset about what you don't. That's right. Absolutely amazing. Now, Polly, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate you. Now, where can the audience find you? I'm on Facebook, uh, Polly Brant Bowen, and then um, hollymermaid.com, starting a new website. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Now Publishing website. So uh, easy to find me. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Polly at pollymermaid.com. And Polly, again, thank you so much for being a guest on the Walk With Me podcast. You have a blessed day. Thank you.